Okay. Yay. We're recording. Yay, we're recording. Recording. <laughs> how does this work? I mean, I know that we've done 22 episodes, but I've just forgotten how it starts. I think we've done 23. <laughs> no, this is 23. Uh, what? Okay. Maybe I can't count. I don't know. That's what it says on the layout. Yeah. Okay, well, I thought we were, I thought we had already done 23. We should argue about it some more instead of starting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, fine. It doesn't matter. We'll find out what episode we're on when I go to edit it. (laughs) Yes. So Aaron, Aaron is in full isolation. Yes. (laughs) Full quarantine isolation. I'm all all alone with Zach and my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we miss our Aaron dearly. We miss you too. Yeah. It's been kind of nice in ways, but also it sucks because we can't see people. Yeah. yeah. But Um, you guys are healthy? Yeah, we're we're healthy. Zach's got some allergies, so that sucks. But other than that, we're good. (laughs) You know what I was realizing? I was really sad about when we like made the plans to do this. I was like, for a second, I thought, oh, I wonder what we'll get for dinner before we record. And then I was like, oh, no, we can't do that. We we usually get food and stuff uh, and like hang out a bit. And we can't do that. Yeah. Oh. We've been we've been doing curbside pickup occasionally. Mm. Um, tonight we had free delivery from Chipotle. And they just Ooh, leave it on your doorstep. Chipotle is my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. We did DoorDash. Yeah, we did DoorDash mm. with Rancheritos today. With... Just doing what we can to support our local yeah. restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's and DoorDash, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because our parents normally they like never want to eat out. They don't like they don't like going to restaurants or like getting takeout and stuff except for like oh. once a week because really? they're cheap. They like the food and they want the 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 store bought food as they call it, but they're too cheap to do it very often. But with this, we've been getting store bought food like three or four times a week. It's kind <laughs> of awesome. Yeah, they're a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It was a very weird time for me to to start the vegetarian diet. Oh yeah, it's oh, been yeah. crazy. Yeah, like I planned to do this for a long time and. I was like, should I maybe put it off until things are back to normal? And I just decided that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm doing it. Yeah, it was really funny, though, because, like, the day that she did it, that she announced to us that she was starting her vegetarian, we wanted to get food. And we were like, what, what should we get? And everything we named had meat in it. And we were just like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> it's really not that hard, though. You guys just pick a place and I figure out what my options are. One time we picked McDonald's and Elsa just got fries and a chocolate shake. And I was so happy. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's, it's really, funny because... It's really not a problem. They act like it inconveniences them so much. It's mm-hmm. like, you're fine. Just get whatever you want. <laughs> it was funny, though, when um, we were getting McDonald's because she... I texted her and told her that we wanted to get McDonald's and asked her, like, what she wanted from it. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I have to see what my options are. And I was like, if I were you, I would get fries, a cherry pie, and a chocolate shake. And (laughs) then she responded, like, right after I sent that, she immediately responded with fries and a chocolate shake. Because she had been writing it at the same time as me. Nice. And it was funny because I had just been thinking, wow, I don't know how to be vegetarian. (laughs) Well... (laughs) 
I wanted to look it because I I wasn't really very hungry that day either. Yeah. And so I kind of just wanted to look it up to see what they fry their fries in, mm-hmm. and it's just vegetable oil, so I'm good. Yeah. But like, the oh, you want to know a really sad thing though? So I love Brussels sprouts. Uh-huh. And they let you order Brussels sprouts as a side at Smashburger. Yeah. But they use, like, bacon grease. <laughs> why I mean, would, why would you do that? <laughs> well, okay. I can understand it not from, like, okay. You've taken a perfectly good vegetarian side and made it a not vegetarian side. I agree <laughs> that that's sucky. But at the same time, you're taking a ridiculously awful vegetable and frying it in something awesome. Brussels sprouts are good. <laughs> Brussels sprouts are good when they've been fried. They're not good any other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Erin. We're talking nonsense. We're ridiculous. Okay. At your cute face on our screen. <laughs> you have had some wonderful time to play video games, I can oh see. Oh my gosh, Erin. <laughs> oh yeah. You wrote so much. So much. <laughs> and I've seen you online so much. Almost as much as me. Erin. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. Sometimes I turn on my PlayStation and just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but you've been on almost as long as I have, even with that. So take a moment, Erin, to tell us a little bit about your quarantine, and especially about all of the wonderful games you've been playing during quarantine. Oh man. Um. Okay. So first of all, quarantine could not have started at a worse time. That was when Zach and I were getting over the influenza, and like. A day after we were better, um, that's when everyone's like, social distancing, ah, everybody panic and go buy toilet paper and, and all of the produce, which makes no sense because it, um, you know, it's yeah, perishable. It's <laughs> like, why are you going to hoard perishable items, you idiots? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so it was an interesting experience because I had to brave Macy's to get, you know, a few items so we could actually eat something. And, I, like, I went right after work, so there weren't too many people there, but it was still enough that, like, every time I passed someone, I would, like, turn my head away from them. And, you know, I'm sure they were doing the same thing. I'm sure we were all, like, suspicious of each other and kind of nervous. Like, it was a weird experience. Like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, we've never been through anything like this before it's just so new and foreign um but yeah since then we've just been doing walmart pickup and surviving off of corn dogs and frozen pizzas (laughs) 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 stuff like that i I ate a corn dog again for the first time in like seven years the other day (laughs) i was like looking around through the fridge and i was like we have corn dogs in here huh maybe i'll have one (laughs) right uh, yeah. I used to eat them all the time when I was younger, and then I just forgot they were a food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, since I work from home, it, it hasn't been that big of a change. It just kind of sucks not being able to, you know, hang out with friends in real life. Um, yeah. But- yeah, you guys are like the most social people I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> how social you are compared to us because we don't do anything we don't go anywhere i don't think we're that much more social <laughs> to be honest oh i don't know Aaron. you guys you guys like leave the house and stuff <laughs> we like if we had our way we wouldn't this is like this is kind of like how i would prefer to live all the time 
Except with money coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I tricked myself into thinking that I would have time to beat Kingdom Hearts before Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty close to being done. I got to the Caribbean. Um, and, oh, yeah. 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 It's just a yeah. happy. And, it's. What? Sorry, it's just it's Kingdom Hearts. So they like even when you're reaching the end, when you're like this is the last world, suddenly they'll like squeeze a few more hours out of yeah. it. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what Kingdom Hearts likes to do. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Especially the second one was the worst for that. Oh gosh, <laughs> especially with cutscenes. I I swear, like oh my, it's gosh. like sixty percent cutscenes, forty percent gameplay. <laughs> Seriously, Aaron, in the last, like, the last section, the last, like, boss fights, I say boss fights, plural, oh, no. because you're going to get so frustrated with how often you get in, like, three hits, and then there's a cutscene, and then it goes back to fighting for, like, five more hits, and then there's another cutscene. No. What is it, a tutorial? <gasps> no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they treat it like that, but it's like... I was getting, I was going crazy. I was like, just let me fight. Right? Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but other than the cut scenes and the ridiculous anime, you know, dialogue, I, it's a happy and wholesome game. And I love mm-hmm. all the fun things you can do with all the different Keyblades and the Disneyland rides. Yes, Disneyland rides. Yes. It's so cool. Yes, those are so fun. <laughs> I just sit there with a big stupid smile on my face the whole time like, this is great. <laughs> That's how I feel every time I use the pirate ship. I'm always like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you all laughed at me at how much I love this stupid ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's great. Oh, Aaron. Have you learned how to use shot locks? Mm. They're really confusing. It took me until I had already beaten the game to understand them. Like, okay, I last Sunday when I played it, like, the whole day, that's when I learned how to use shot locks. I beat the game, like, in December. <laughs> Is that when you hold the right bumper and yeah. press X? Yeah, and you, like, load up a bunch of hits and stuff? yeah. 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 So that's that's like shot locks. They're actually really fun. Mm-hmm. And once you like like learn about them and stuff, it I I didn't use them at all for the entire game because I didn't know what they were. Yeah. But <laughs> they're really fun. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, this is one of those situations where I was rushing through the tutorial thing. Like it brought up a hint and was like, "You can do this thing," and I was like, "I don't care. <laughs> I'm just playing the game, Kingdom Hearts. Let me just do my thing." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I probably only figured it out because I went back to playing it after, you know, like four months of not playing it. So I was trying to figure out buttons and stuff and I pressed the right bumper and I'm like, ooh, what's this doing? And I'm like, oh, there are oh, commands yeah. down there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Um, we pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I don't know it's what edition it is, some kind of ridiculous first class edition is what it is the super expensive edition yeah (laughs) yeah um i didn't know how expensive it was zach's like take a guess and i'd start guessing big numbers he's Uh, like nope keep going i'm like what how much was it how much was it (laughs) yeah you you showed us some pictures of all your cool stuff you (laughs) got yeah the picture of cloud on his motorcycle i showed that to 
Yeah. yeah. We should put those on our Insta. Yeah. yeah. I showed that to our mom, too, and I was like, look at what Aaron and Zach got. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, I really want that game, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get it. You know, I think I'm going to have to wait. And she was like, well, once you, like, are getting income again, you can go ahead and get that fancy sculpture. And I was like, they probably paid, like, several hundred dollars for that, Mom. <laughs> and she was like, oh, never mind then. Just get the regular one. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. so pretty though. Is, he looks so good. So cool. Oh man, it's, and it's so like detailed. A good, it's like a good, high quality sculpture. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love those. It's I can't incredible. wait to see it in person. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so great with his motorcycle. One day we'll see it in person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of these days. So I've played for a few hours now, probably about like five hours. Um, the fighting is really smooth, even when you you know take breaks to do the kind of um, what am I trying to say? Like the strategic uh, gameplay where you choose oh, moves. Oh, the like tactical view? Yeah, the stuff? tactical view tactical. is really cool. So it's it's still smooth like even with that. Like you think it would interrupt the flow, but it really doesn't. It just adds to it. Um, nice. The characters are really fun, even though the dialogue is very cheesy anime, but not nearly as bad as Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs> That's the standard by which all other cheesy Japanese games are measured yeah. now. <laughs> yes, as much as we love it, just no. <laughs> oh, it's so cheesy. Yeah. The dialogue is just... It's painful. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, Cloud is a BAMF. I already love him. Um, and I can already tell the story is going to be amazing. Um, like, you know, even though I played only a few hours, it's, it's already such a rich world, and but very mysterious. And so I'm excited to see how everything unfolds and what's actually going on in this crazy world. Um... Cloud is, he's got like a mysterious haunting past and he's trying to gain back some humanity. Um, and I can also tell Sephiroth is going to be terrifying. Ooh. Like, we've seen him a couple of times and he's just so scary, but I love it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> if Cloud is worried about him, you know something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been reading that some fans were upset that like the game isn't following the same story beats and plot as the first uh, one mm-hmm. because they're because they're thinking that really makes it more of a reboot than a remake and jensen has a long really fascinating <laughs> rant i'm not gonna, about i'm not gonna <laughs> about how a reboot and a remake are the same thing and it's no. remaster that's different no 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 it's no 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 <laughs> she made me listen to this earlier i'm not gonna do the whole thing i'm just saying that a remaster implies you take the original one and just give it a glossy paint you know Mm -hmm. and then reboot or remake imply that you're starting from the ground up and redoing it and that you might change things because maybe you had ideas of like oh if we could go back and redo the game i would have done this differently yeah that's all i'm gonna say uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't, and, and I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I think that it's completely understandable, though, that people misinterpreted it. And I haven't started uh, playing it yet. I got my little. I was I was playing Witcher when I got a notification that uh, it had finished installing and it was ready to go, and mm. I was like, "Ooh, maybe I should do that." And then I started thinking about it as I'm, you know, running around as Geralt, and I was like, 
I'm I'm not going to start it yet, and we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't have the money to buy it, um, so sorry, Jensen. I'm just going to play it on Mm -hmm. Elsa's PlayStation, or see if I can use. I have Elsa's uh, profile on my PlayStation. I'm going to see if I can go onto hers, download it onto my PlayStation, and then play it through my profile on hers. I'm going to see if that'll work. I don't think it's going to work. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it anyway. So you can dream. Yeah, yeah, I can dream, can't I? You can, you can try. Yeah. I'm going to try. But for now, I, I, I'm not going to get into my games right now, but for now, I, I can't even think about Final Fantasy anyway, so. Mm. Yeah. My mind is, is consumed already. Mm-hmm. Elsa, what have you been playing during quarantine and how's your quarantine going? My quarantine is really similar to what normal life is like, except that it sort of wrecked tax season Mm. Um, because they went ahead and they did automatic extensions essentially for everybody until July 15th. Like they extended the due date to July 15th, which means that nobody is trying to get their taxes done by next week, which is what's usually going on. (laughs) And instead, people have disappeared. I'm having to, like, get after my clients to get them to get on it. And, yeah, it's just... uh, Sounds like it's a pain. It's a bit of a pain, but it's also, like, in some ways, it's a relief. I'm having to work more... I'm having to work really consistently. Like, I, I still have to go into the office every day. But I am not working as long of hours, and it's usually just kind of a a system where I'm touching base with people, and I'm just like, okay, where are you at? Mm. (laughs) And with with everybody, and I just kind of get status updates with, like, this audit or with that balance sheet or whatever, and then I leave. And this is boring. I just realized this is really boring. I heard myself use the word balance sheet when we were on this video game podcast. (laughs) I realized... My eyes were going out of focus, and I was just staring at that plushie on their your floor. I'm. I wasn't even listening. I just, I just want to apologize. I didn't even hear you say balance sheet. Deep, deep within my soul, there is an apology. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um. Anyway, my life is pretty much the same, except now I don't get to hang out with people at all, mm-hmm. which is fine. Honestly, I mean. <laughs> I'm still I'm still doing hangouts with like you guys. We did our D and D group a couple of times, yeah. And uh, with some and taking advantage of Netflix's weird group thing, which has been kind of fun actually. Oh, yeah. I got together with a bunch of people from law school, and by got together, I mean we're all in different states, but we watched uh, movies together and chatted. Aww. It was cute. Um, but it does mean I have a lot more free time now than I usually do this time of year. So Yay. that's been cool. Mm-hmm. And I used it wisely. I beat Witcher 3. Woo! Beat mm. it. It was real cool. Um, I loved it. I got the good ending. And Geralt's my boy. And then I immediately... I was going to take a break and come back and do the DLC later. But I didn't want to. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I just did the D, started the DLC right away. I beat Hearts of Stone. Um, which I think is great DLC. It's the one. It's the DLC that Jensen hasn't done yet. Yeah. So didn't, we didn't have to play that one for my narrative class, so I've never actually started it. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm better at Witcher than you. Is what that means. <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> um, I'd say that in terms of getting stuff done, you're better. But I've seen you fight. I'm better at fighting. Well, 
I mean, with those controls, I don't feel like that's much of a bad And in terms of making choices, you're definitely better because I did not get the good ending. I didn't get the worst ending, but I didn't get a... I got, I got a good ending that was good in one way and then terrible in another way. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit just because I... I mean, I tried to bring this up in a previous episode of our podcast and Jensen kind of shut me down because she was like... Everybody read those books, but... Um... <laughs> Wait, when did I... Those words have never come out of my mouth in that order. Anyway, I read the books first, and so going into Witcher 3, I had all of the book material in mind, and I think that... That helps. I think that it helps, yeah. Because I, I that... hadn't read the books before I played the game, and so I ended up making a choice that just screwed up my ending. Well, and it's a choice that nobody who read the books would have made. Yeah. It's a choice that it's... That's now that like... I've read the books, I would not have made that choice ever. Yeah. And I would never make that choice. So I think that reading the books beforehand kind of enables you to get the best ending, because I felt like the choices that I was making were influenced uh, primarily by... Geralt's character from the books and by certain things that I know about in the books mm-hmm. that don't come up in the game. And I got the best ending as a result and it was nice. And Hearts of Stone, I I don't know if I got the best ending in Hearts of Stone. <laughs> I really don't. It was interesting. And I want to talk to somebody about it, but nobody I know has beat this DLC, so I'm sorry. I'm just alone. Sifu has. Next time you see Sifu, you can ask him. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Actually, we're supposed to go over there later. Oh, cool. I know that we're social distancing, but he needs to give me a key, so yeah, we're going to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now I'm doing Blood and Wine, and I'm almost done with Blood and Wine. She's really close to it. She was playing it right before we started this, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's about to start my favorite part of the whole DLC, which is like right before the ending. <laughs> I'm really, really <laughs> enjoying it a lot. I... I mean, I have complaints about Witcher 3. I definitely have critiques, but I don't even want to talk about any of that stuff because it just like I it just pales in comparison to how much I'm enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't really care that much about the problems that are there. Like if like hold a gun to my head and I can tell you all about them, but I, but I just overall am having a great time with it. And Blood and Wine has been really fun. It's beautiful. You can kind of tell that it came after everything and that they had like more money and <laughs> more, more room to like kind of do things the way that they probably wanted to in the first place. Yeah. Um, things feel a bit smoother and there's vampires and they're, <laughs> and I, I just love the vampires. It's my favorite character from the books makes an appearance uh, he's in fact he's like really really important to the overall plot, which was super exciting for me because I missed him <laughs> a lot, so much. <laughs> and yeah, it's just really good. It's just I'm enjoying it, and that's not even all I'm playing. I've got like a bunch of other games I'm playing. I'm sorry, I've been talking too much. I'm just gonna really okay. I'm just gonna briefly touch on the fact that I started playing Agony, um, and that I did the demo for Bravely Default. Two, which would and I just I didn't play those ones much. I just kind of started both of them, and they were fine. And maybe I'll talk about them more later if I play more of them later. But so far, they're just kind of like options. Mm-hmm. And Bravely Default looks cool, but like it's also a JRPG. And uh, I'll, yeah, I'll get into this in a second because <laughs> like here's the deal: <laughs> I started Resident Evil Two, and I got the Resident Evil Three demo, 
And so I am playing Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, and I'm remembering that, like, survival horror is my home. <laughs> it just... I haven't been... I've been playing nothing but Witcher for months, and so going back to it, it just feels really, really great. Mm-hmm. And they did such a good job on these... these. Okay, is a reboot, remaster, remake, Jensen, expert. <laughs> Those are remasters because it's the same i'm pretty sure it's the same plot no. but it's just fancy it's, but graphics it's completely different like okay but it's the same like i yeah i watched <laughs> kim play those when i was little and everything i've seen looks like what i remember him playing except fancy um we'll just pretend that jensen knows everything and, and the dogs <laughs> The dogs are a billion times more terrifying. I was watching Ooh. Elsa playing the second game earlier today, and she accidentally opened the cages and let all the dogs free, and I almost <laughs> just left the room because I couldn't handle it. <laughs> the dogs gave me nightmares as a kid. Mm-hmm. They were so scary. I remember yeah. Kim going through a door and getting trapped with a bunch of them, and I was just, like, freaking out, and he... I think I distracted him so much with my freaking out that he died. It was really sad. Well, in any case, I'm having a really good time with Resident Evil, and it's really nice to be back. Uh, I am hearing some complaints about Resident Evil 3 that I think could have some merit, but I'm going to wait to reserve judgments, because so far I haven't heard anything from anyone I really trust all that much. Yeah. It's just the Google Yeah, no, just like No, just like Twitter. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Everything that I've heard that's negative about Resident Evil 3 has been from the Google homepage. I don't really look at the Google homepage, so I was mostly talking about Twitter and Facebook. But... I get bored and I just like <laughs> open it and scroll through the stuff on there. Yeah, that's, like, that's literally never a, a thing that's ever happened to me. But, I'm um... in quarantine. I get bored a lot. <laughs> what am I going to do? I don't know. Um, to play video games. In any case, the the one thought I did have today, though, because um, I remember back when I played Outlast and then I played the Whistleblower DLC, there was a moment where I was like, this DLC is so good, it's almost like an entirely different game. Like I would pay for this separately, like as a totally different game for Outlast. And now I'm I Resident Evil 3 kind of feels like that to Resident Evil 2 but like it really was a separate game that I had to pay for it separately and I'm mad (laughs) so maybe I was lying (laughs) like it I don't know how to describe it it's like they're reusing so much and we're covering a lot of the same ground to the point where I'm like why wasn't this DLC (laughs) like it feels a little I don't know the only explanation I can think of for why it wasn't DLC is that they wanted money? The, no, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> Besides that, that's the obvious one. The other reason that I can think of is that um, since it originally was a separate game, they decided to keep it a separate game. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, even back then, I'm sure that they they made it like that. I think back then they probably made it like that because they didn't have the resources to like start with a whole new game from the ground up and so they're like we'll just reuse assets when were we in the mansion that's the first game remember you were almost a jill sandwich oh that's right (laughs) you're right (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay and then really quick last thing me and jensen played dreams yeah (gasps) 
It's so fun. It's really fun. It's so cute, Aaron. <laughs> it's really, it's really stupid cute. You can tell it's the the little big planet people. Yeah, they all they once again have a British narrator who has just the most soothing voice. Yeah. Last time it was Stephen Fry. I don't remember who it is this time. I forgot mm-hmm. to look it up. But yeah. she's her voice is really familiar. It's very soothing. I know I've seen her in something. And the games are so fun. And I think we're both gonna actually try our hand at making something. Yeah. At some point. We played this really cute game where you're like a A little skeleton skeleton. kid and you're running around and you're trying to fight this like thing that's turning everything into cardboard. (laughs) And it was so cute. (laughs) And then Elsa also played a game where you're a left hand and you're trying to cook a meal because the right hand is on the phone. And it was so funny. It was a bit like um, Octodad, but with just one arm. And (laughs) It was hilarious. Oh my god! I managed to cause a lot of chaos yeah. with my left hand. And then she managed to South Park, <laughs> South Park cooking. Yeah. Yeah. She managed to serve up one thoroughly raw steak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah. Um. In any case, yeah. Well, dreams was great, and I don't want to take up too much more time, but like basically due to being inside a lot and all of the deals that companies are taking advantage of and offering i've spent a lot of money on video games past couple weeks and i've played a lot of different games and i'm probably forgetting a few (laughs) and um (laughs) it's just been fun um it's it's been fun but it's also like it's so weird right now yeah it is so life is so weird right now yeah (laughs) yeah and i'm just just glad I have video games. And yeah. <laughs> I want to start Final Fantasy VII, but I think I am going to wait because I just, I don't know if I can handle another massive time-consuming game right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might need to, I might need to hold off for a minute and just see if I can, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to live off of a diet of shorter survival horror for a little bit and then I'll get back into into like longer games when I feel prepared emotionally. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but I but I kind of can't wait because I did have a lot of fun with the demo and it's just sitting there like installed on my PlayStation looking at me. So <laughs> I well, don't know, I'll you're stronger than it. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that because even as I'm talking, I'm like, you're gonna play it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You Final Mm. Fantasy slut. I guess so. (laughs) I know, I'm just going to give in. (laughs) Oh no. Awesome. Well, Jensen, what games have you been playing during quarantine? Or as Flula calls it, quarantine. (laughs) Quarantine. I took this opportunity during quarantine to play some very quarantine-related games. Well, quarantine-slash-apocalypse-related games. So first thing that I played, the day before we recorded our last episode, I went ahead and started a new game of Fallout 4, and I decided to just kind of get through the main quest, because I've never actually beaten it, and I've never even gotten like through like half of the game. I always get distracted with side quests, but this time I was like, I am finding my gosh dang son, if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> so... I played the whole thing, and I beat it a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome, and it was really fun. I gotta say, the whole, like, the main story in that game, I still think it's, like, one of the best ones. 
I love the voice character. It adds so much more emotion to the fact that you're missing your son. I mean, and I'm not saying that you can't have enough emotion with a non-voice character, but I don't know. I just really liked it. And maybe it's maybe that I'm biased because the voice of the female character is Jack from Mass Effect. And maybe that's really what it is. Maybe it's that I like playing as Jack from it's Mass that, Effect, searching for of, her son. It's one of your voice crushes. Yes, it's one of my <laughs> voice crushes. Anyway, so I also decided that I think Fallout 4 is a good game for just, like, speeding through the main quest and, like, not doing very many side quests. I did a couple of side quests, but mostly I just did ones that would fail if I didn't do them. And I think that it was it was really good to do it that way. I don't know. It just felt right you know made sense mm -hmm. i have some thoughts on it though one thing that i found was very strange i've never noticed this before but um normally i play as a character with really high charisma because i like to i like to get persuasion things i like to be able to persuade people a lot but this time i didn't feel like it fit the character i was playing so i didn't put any charisma in at the start i slowly build up her charisma and I found out that when you fail persuasion things, the dialogue is very frequently the exact same thing you would get if you if you uh, succeeded at it. Like, if you fail it, usually it's the same dialogue, but then instead it'll be like, you failed. Oh, but they'll still weird. say the same thing. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> that just sounds bad to me. I know. Yeah. That just sounds like... That does... That, that is just bad. sounds like bad game design. Like, I love Fallout 4. I think or it's, bad narrative design. I think Fallout 4 is really, really great. But that's bad. But that's bad. <laughs> like, why do they say the exact same thing whether or not you fail or succeed? It's objectively like, really bad. <laughs> they're like, yes, we'll help you. You failed. <laughs> I know, seriously. It's, it's like that. A lot of times you'll, like, you'll succeed, but... The, the character doesn't want to help you anyway. And they'll say the exact same thing as if you failed and they were like, I don't want to help you. That's I don't. Weird. I've never noticed that before and it bugged me really badly. Um, <laughs> oh, I found out for the main quest stuff, choosing the angry dialogues is almost, off, almost always the best option for the situation. It's so fun to choose the angry dialogues when you're searching for your son because your character has a reason to be pissed at these people for not helping her. And mm -hmm. it just, like, really fits. It's fun. But you have to be careful because in side quests, it'll frequently end them early. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I learned the hard way on that a couple times. <laughs> oh, I learned that melee weapons, like, melee fighting is really, really fun. Like, mm -hmm. I've never really gone with melee. I'm always just, like, sneaking and, like long distance stuff but melee fighting is really awesome and if you use the bash button you feel superhuman it like because your character will do these really cool moves and it's nice um i guessed a couple of the late game twists and i felt very proud of that um they clearly cared the most about dance's character <laughs> when they were creating the game because his quest his companion quest has the coolest ending um scene ever and it's like there's a lot more care done to it it's a really mm. cool conversation and the camera is different it's not just the usual dialogue camera which the usual dialogue camera is used in some of the biggest main quest conversations it's weird but in dance's quest it's like fancy and then my last thing is just why won't my stupid settlers just be happy already i gave them a bar a clinic a gym and two gorillas 
I'd be happy with just the two gorillas. Let's be real. I know. They have two gorillas. I'd be happy with one gorilla. Yeah. (laughs) They have two gorillas. I'm going to get them a cat and a dog, and they still are not happy. Gosh. Although I've heard gorillas are strong enough to accidentally rip your arms out of the socket. That sounds right. It also adds 10 to your defense for each gorilla. Um, okay, and then the other game that I played that was very um, quarantine-appropriate was Vampire. I decided to play it again so that I could do the evil route and get the platinum. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was a little too real, you guys, because <laughs> it takes place during the Spanish influenza, and Ooh. it felt a little too real. It was yeah. actually a little scary sometimes. I'd be talking to people, especially when I was talking to other doctors, and they'd be talking about the epidemic, and I'm like, this sounds a lot like now. <laughs> like, it's not the same. It's not, I know it's not the same. Spanish influenza was worse. A lot more people died. But it just, like, it's a little too real. And it was very well, scary a in a different more, way. I just want to point out a lot more people died with the Spanish influenza because it lasted years. That's true. Yeah, I know. Like, but, like, the first time I played Vampire, I remember getting spooked and getting creeped out by it because of the scary music and the scary atmosphere. And I played it at my cousin's haunted house a lot. But this time it was scary in a very different way because I was used to the scary atmosphere and the enemies and they're like when the the um, the skulls would shriek and, and like moan and stuff, it wouldn't scare me this time. What was scary was just how like just like the the, the real life aspects of the game were scary mm. now. It was like dialogue with people was scarier to me now than than the other. You know, I had a I had a similar reaction just because I started Leon's story and there was this throwaway line that like really kind of stuck with me Mm. for the rest of the day. And it was so, I think, I think that was why I think it was because it was more of a real life thing. Yeah. And it's just that he was supposed to come out to work there and have his first day earlier, like a week earlier and they told him, oh, don't come yet. We're still dealing with the pandemic. Yeah. And mm. he showed, and he, and he finally came to try and help. But it's like, I don't know. It was just this mm. little line about them telling him not to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just reminding me way too much of the kinds of things. Now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird because I'm like, because like there's a flayed zombie with a, you know, six foot tongue and I'm just like, hey, whatever. But like, <laughs> but then there was this tiny line about like not going, not starting your job right away. And I was just like, woo. <laughs> yeah it's so, weird it's just like really amazing quick what perspective will do <laughs> yeah yeah really quick um so like right after things started to get really crazy here in utah i i got done with work and i'm like man i need to unwind this is insane this is scary <clears throat> so i go to watch the simpsons and the next episode in my queue is hurricane netty or whatever oh. it's called mm-hmm and I was like, oh, um, this is a little close to home. And then I start <laughs> watching it and they, you know, the storm starts coming and everyone runs to the quickie mark and they're like panic oh. buying everything. And I'm like, I know this is supposed to be funny, but this is too <laughs> close to not, home right now. Yeah. Like, this is what's <laughs> happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It was just I just found it really interesting that this game that had had before scared me for very like 
game-like reasons was mm-hmm. now scaring me, scaring me for real-life reasons. Yeah. And it was kind of hard to get through it. I got really mm. scared. And even doing the um, the evil thing, like, I had to kill a lot of people. It was, I feel like it was harder for me to kill all those people for the mm-hmm. Platinum than it would have been a year ago when yeah. I played it the first time. Mm. And <laughs> it was it was interesting, though. Um, I was still happy that I played it because... Um, I had a good time. I experienced the story again. I got to see the evil ending and I got the platinum, but I have some notes on it. Um, I just have to say that the evil playthrough is really fun for the XP that you'll get and the fighting. The fighting mechanics are way more fun when you're evil because you have all these cool abilities Mm -hmm. and you can just like destroy your enemies. I also played it on story mode, so that helped. (laughs) But um, as far as the ending goes, it is not worth it. The Mm -hmm. ending when you're evil is so bad like it's like like it's cool story-wise because like yeah it's fun that you've got this other ending but you are so evil at the end (laughs) if you get the evil ending you're so evil and you've screwed up everything and you've screwed up your life and congratulations (laughs) but when i did it i the first time i beat it i did a no embrace run and so i didn't kill anyone and it was the perfect ending it was mm-hmm. so much fun. I loved it so much, but it was very hard to get through the game. Like, yeah. it was a struggle. Because you can't mm-hmm. play on story mode with that. And story mode didn't exist when I started the game. Um, oh. They added that later. But it was really hard to get through it without killing anyone. But it was definitely worth it when I got to the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I found out that if you press dodge constantly to move through the city you'll move faster than the game can load the environment. What? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Exciting. I know, it's fun. You'll be like <laughs> shooting through the city and all of a sudden it'll hit. It'll just start loading. It'll like pause the game and it'll have to load. And it'll do that a ton as you keep going. Um, that also sounds bad. I know, it was fun though. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, I move faster than the game can load. These are just, what you're describing are problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> The enemies in that game, I talked about the scowls making their, like, loud noises and stuff. Every single stupid enemy in that game is so loud, and it pissed me off, and I killed a bunch of them just so they would shut up. <laughs> um, okay, Mason Swanborough is an idiot. He discovers a cure for blindness, and then he can't handle how depressing everything is, so he blinds himself. <laughs> it's moments what? like these that tell you that this game was made by the same people who did Life is Strange. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's then I definitely don't want to play it. It's really fun. I definitely suggest it. Because, like, yeah, it's got moments like that where you're like, oh, gosh. it's the... Don't Not is doing that thing again, you guys. <laughs> but it's still a really fun game anyway. Um... <laughs> There's lots of things like that. Oh, also another like life is strange kind of thing. And there feel there's a lot of moments where it feels like the characters have just recited recited the moral of the story, and there's about to be a little thing that comes up and says, "The more you know above them." <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment at the end where Doctor Reed says something about to the effect of, "That's why you shouldn't do uneth- unethical experiments." <laughs> and I was like, "The more you know." <laughs> Uh, learning and growing yes <laughs> really talk about it's so oh my fun. gosh yes. it's so funny though 
Oh, I found out that London is way more resilient than I thought. My first playthrough, because I didn't want to accidentally kill anyone, I was, like, walking on eggshells the whole time. I was so scared that people were going to get sick and die, and that it was going to bring down the whole neighborhood, you know? And I was just, like... I would frequently not sleep for like a long time and make the game harder on myself just because I didn't want to accidentally make people sick. You can actually like sleep a lot and like it doesn't matter that much if people get sick. As long as people aren't dying, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I killed all the people that I needed to kill for the achievements to get all the weapons. Um, and I actually managed to glitch two um, weapons so I didn't have to kill two people that I would normally have to kill. <laughs> but... Um, so I killed all the ones that I needed to, but apparently it wasn't enough to completely bring down London for the London is Burning achievement, trophy, whatever. And so I was like, you know what? It's like, it's almost to the point where they're going to fall. I'm just going to go to sleep for like two weeks and everyone will be sick and then they'll all die and it'll be great. And <laughs> they were fine. I just kept sleeping. Everyone was horribly ill and everyone was fine. And the, the stupid neighborhoods would not fall. And so I had to go and kill one more person in each of them neighborhoods. <laughs> it's really annoying. I didn't want to have to do that. Um, let's see. It didn't matter anyway because they all died anyway. But Oh, the music is amazing. Uh, Lady Ashbury's theme sounds like the music in Outer Worlds. And then I had something else, and it was an actual kind of con constructive criticism, but I forgot it. You, that's what she wrote in her notes. Yeah. She wrote, I forgot the last thing. I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping that by the time I actually got to where I was reading it, I would remember what it was, but I didn't remember. Nope. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's right. funny. Um, and then the third and final game that I have been playing during this here quarantine is Divinity Original Sin 2. And I am thoroughly obsessed with it. I started it like four days ago. I've been playing it constantly. I've already played, I don't even know how long I've been playing it for, but I stayed up till three the other night playing it and I finally had to make myself go to sleep. And I keep finding myself playing it and all of a sudden my eyes start hurting really, really badly. And I realize I haven't blinked for a long time. <laughs> that keeps happening constantly as I'm playing this wow. game. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good, you guys. You should play it with me. You can play it solo, but you can also play it with other people. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. And it's just... Uh, I love it. It's a tactical turn-based, though, which I was like... Going in, I was like, oh, man, turn-based combat. That's so annoying. <laughs> but tactical turn-based is really fun. Mm. I love it. Mm -hmm. I actually really love it. It makes it so that all battles take forever. Like, right before we started this, I was in a battle for, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was crazy. It was just one battle. But it was so exciting and really fun, and the abilities you get are awesome. My character can sprout wings and fly across the battlefield, and, like, she can teleport people. And so what I like to do is I like to pick the strongest person and teleport them either far enough away that it's going to take them to forever to get back to the, the battle or teleport them up somewhere where they can't get down. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fun. Yes. So, Aaron, um, I imagine that now is probably your favorite apocalypse, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> so aside from the real life one, what is your favorite uh, apocalypse game or game that features apocalyptic 
themes, I guess. Mm. <clears throat> um, okay, so I think... <clears throat> sorry. The closest I've come would be Arkham Knight. I mean, the entire city is evacuated. And Control, because the oldest house is pretty much having its own apocalypse. Yeah, that and, counts. Yeah, that yeah. counts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're both some of my favorite games of all time. In fact, I recently started the DLC for Control, and it's amazing so far. And I may or may not be trying to juggle too many games at once. Someone help me. <laughs> I want to start that. It looks cool. Yes, but it's so good so far. <laughs> after I beat Divinity. <laughs> Elsa, what's your favorite apocalypse game? So, I don't know if this counts, but I loved the themes of Ragnarok in Hellblade, and mm. especially it looks like in Hellblade 2, they might be continuing that, because that was, I mean, spoilers, but at the end of Hellblade, there's an exchange between Hell and Senua, where she says something like, I'll fight for you at Ragnarok, yeah. and I kind of think that that's going to be what the second game is about, so potentially, and I'm pretty stoked, so... Mm -hmm. If I can count that, then... I think you can. Ragnarok yeah. is an apocalypse. Ragnarok's an apocalypse. I mean, Hellblade, the first one, you're not really starting it. But it's like it's like the prequel to the apocalypse. Yeah. And so I count it. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. And then I did want to discuss... I know I already mentioned Outlast earlier tonight. <laughs> um, and specifically the whole whistleblower thing. But uh, the second game, I don't think I've talked as much about the second game. I did like it a lot. No. Um, I think I think in the end it didn't grab me the way that the first one did, but I still enjoyed it. And there was ways in which it improved upon the first one, and then there was ways in which it was uh, just, I don't know, not as impactful overall. But one thing that I loved about the second one was just the setting and that whole theme. Like, it takes place... In the middle of nowhere, in small town America, like very southwestern gothic, yeah. you know, and um, it's a and it's like a cult out in the middle of the desert, and um, you know, these are themes that just sort of resonated with me for reasons. <laughs> um, I like those kinds of stories; they're interesting. But uh, one thing that's interesting is that it it as the story progresses, you start to realize that this is a doomsday cult and that you are headed towards a doomsday scenario. And it ends in this really interesting way where like, it almost implies that they were right. Yeah. And mm. that the world and that the world is over, but it's, um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's like, that's not really what's it's complicated. But anyway, <laughs> I, I thought that they did. I thought they did some very interesting stuff with Outlast two and, with you know exploring a doomsday cult within a survival within a survival horror story yeah. i i really liked that a lot and um it was creepy and some of it was maybe even so realistic it was in poor taste <laughs> but uh it was still a lot of fun and it still had some very cool moments and um yeah you're there's just it's great it's good stuff yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, cool. Jensen, what are some of your favorite apocalypse games? Well, Fallout will always hold a special place in my heart. Um, I've never played the first two, but I've always wanted to. But three, um, 
New Vegas and 4. I think they're all really great Apocalypse games. Oh, I forgot Fallout 76. I haven't really played enough of that to 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 know. It's probably fun. Um, uh, so have you just <laughs> no, not been paying attention? I know, I know. But no, it's it's gotten some updates and it's gotten some some like. But then didn't it get worse again? No, they've they fixed some stuff since then, and they've actually they're putting out a new update that's going to add more single player content. So I'm like, oh, I might get it. But um, the players of Fallout seventy six broke the the economy by hey, selling no, toilet paper for really expensive prices. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> that game keeps owning itself. It's so funny. Oh no, they're doing it on purpose, like to I be know, funny. But, but they've it's... ruined the economy by doing that. It's so funny. <laughs> but um, anyway, so Fallout, I I just love. Um, but I also really loved Far Cry New Dawn. I thought it was the most beautiful apocalypse. Oh yeah, I've ever that seen. was like the neon soaked apocalypse. Yes, with bright pink flowers. Mm. Oh, I loved it so much. It looks a bit like um, that one world, that one uh, movie with Natalie Portman that we watched that we loved. Movie? Oh, Annihilation. The, yes. With the really scary it scene. It does look a bit like it Annihilation. It does. It looks like that. Hmm, That's what yeah. it reminds me of. But it's like the whole world and not just mm-hmm. like a little section. Um, and That movie was cool. Yeah. That was a cool movie. And that, so I love Far Cry New Dawn. I just think it's so pretty. And then if you think about it. Mass Effect counts. So, okay, let's move on. No, Mass Effect's my favorite <laughs> apocalypse because it counts. It counts because it's it's creatures coming to kill everyone. Look, I see and, how it yeah. counts, but let's move on. <laughs> it's an apocalypse, and I love it. <laughs> so, which video game apocalypse do you think you could survive, Aaron? <laughs> um... Probably Hatiful Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, but she's not wrong. Oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. You're right on both accounts. Not only is that an apocalypse, but you could survive it. Yes. Are you fine with dating birds, Erin? Yeah, I mean, I I love birds. and She does. I, she does love yeah, birds. I do love birds. And I'm pretty oblivious. Um, I probably wouldn't even know something was going down at the school. And from what you guys told me, they leave you alone as long as you don't dig too deep. So I think I'd be okay. Yeah. As long as you don't dig too deep or date any of your teachers, you'll be yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. I don't know about the living in a cave part, though. I, yeah. yeah, that part's a little... <laughs> I think Aaron won... I think she won the podcast. Yeah. It is an apocalypse. I didn't even think about that. You're so right. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I think I'd be okay in the Resident Evil apocalypse, actually. Jensen just looks like... Jensen just gave me the, the like... The Incredulous most, look? Yeah, the most pointed, like, oh, really? Yeah. No, but I honestly... Here's the deal. All of the danger that I have encountered in these Resident Evil games, I mean, obviously there's stuff like Nemesis and the liquor and things yeah. like that where it's like, oh, okay, I just die. Yeah. But like, <laughs> well, here's the point when I would die. But, but except not really, because most of the time, like, for example, in the Resident Evil 3 demo, there's a bit where you walk out into a courtyard and Nemesis is there. And it was driving me crazy 
that I couldn't just turn around and go back through the yeah. door behind me. She just like, like she's like there's zombies everywhere, and she just waltzes through a door like like Kramer in Seinfeld, just like hi nemesis. And it's like no, that's not how you travel in the apocalypse. So if this is me. If this is me in an approximation of the Resident Evil apocalypse, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to throw the door open and stride out into the courtyard. I'm going to open it the tiniest. First of all, I'm going to listen at the door. And if I hear something, I'm just not even going to touch it. But and if I don't, and even if I don't hear something, I'll open it a crack and I'll peek out and I'll see Nemesis and that'll go, no, and I'll shut it and I'll leave. Yes. And this is how I will live my life in the Resident Evil apocalypse. And I feel feel like I would survive. <laughs> I agree. I think you would. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, man. Also, they also, this is, okay, Um, and maybe this is, I think this, this seems like it's a little bit, it's, okay, not a little bit. It's, like, way, way different in three. But in two, the resource allocation's really interesting because I feel like I'm always... I'm always worried that I don't have enough mm-hmm. of what I need. And I'm always just barely finding stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, good, I needed another pouch. Or, oh, good, I needed more ammo. Like, I'm always discovering it right at the crucial moment. Um, and part of... earlier today when you couldn't find a single shred of pistol ammo and a billion bits of yeah. shotgun ammo. Yeah, that was okay, but then I found the shotgun. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, I felt like I found the key card that let me get to the shotgun. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, like... That yeah, that was that was fine, um, but like I wouldn't have to use so much ammo if my character was just capable of lifting up their boot and stomping skulls. Yeah, <laughs> like it. Like whenever I find a corpse lying on the ground, I'm always immediately like, "That's a zombie," um, and my character has to just wait until it's coming at them, or you know, or I just have to spend ammo the second I see it. Either way. I'm using a lot more ammo than I need to. See, that that would be that would be such a great resource. Like you can do that in Dead Space, and it's like my main thing. I like knock knock the the necromorphs down, then I go and step on their head a couple times. Yeah, and it's so useful. Why can't you just do that in Resident Evil? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I think I'd survive. <laughs> um. So it's me now. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think as far as apocalypses go. Far Cry New Dawn is not too bad. Like, if you don't piss off the, the like, gangs, the highwaymen people, you probably would do just fine. And you like, get a pet cougar. Yeah, you could get, like, a pet cougar <laughs> or a pet warthog. You could just find, like, a house that's been abandoned and just, like, chill out there. And chances are no one's going to bug you. You might have to worry a little bit about the animals because there are some, like, mutated bears and cougars and stuff that are really scary. But maybe you could make friends with them. You don't know they're animals. Mm-hmm. Like it might it might work out. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's not a lot of like really scary poisonous plants and like the main danger is some some animals and then some people who have guns and are crazy. But like as long as you are like hidden, you should be fine. So I think I could do okay in Far Cry New Dawn. Mm-hmm. And it's so pretty. And just take pictures of me doing tree pose on various things. It would be great. That would be my life. <laughs> so, in what apocalypse would you die instantly, Aaron? Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but especially 
like The Last of Us or oh. Resident Evil, pretty much any zombie game, um, like I would just be petrified. I wouldn't be able to move. And as we know from World War Z, movement is life. So I'd be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> the book is so good, you guys. Oh, it's a really, really good book. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to pick Bloodborne initially because I just don't think I would. I yeah, I wouldn't last three seconds. Oh, I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a really hard one. I'd probably just sit down and cry. Even if you find a safe, <laughs> even if you find a safe space, chances are it's gonna get invaded. I mean, so I'd even choose the hunter's rest place, but even that, I know, I know that there is like a fight that takes place there, at one point. Yeah, there is. And mm-hmm. so, like, <laughs> you wouldn't be safe forever there because at some point that fight is going to happen. You're safe absolutely nowhere. There's, there's nowhere the aliens are coming. It's yeah, cosmic <laughs> horror everywhere. Yeah, there's like, no nowhere safe, and there's even some things that are invisible. Dead are rising you. from the ground. Creatures are coming down from the sky. It's like you just said. There's nowhere to go. There's giant spiders. <laughs> giant spiders. <laughs> no. Yeah, that would be hell. Ew. I just did that boss fight. It was disgusting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jensen, where would you die immediately? Um, same answer as Aaron. Anywhere that there's zombies. Because, like, as far as, like, irrational fears go, that's now the top of my list. I used to have a, a very terrible fear of spiders, but I've kind of been able to overcome that. And it's been replaced by an irrational fear of zombies. I know <laughs> zombies aren't real, but they scare me so badly. Mm-hmm. And I just know if I found myself in Resident Evil, I I would I would like like Aaron said, I would be petrified. I wouldn't even want to go anywhere because I would be like, okay, facing zombies would be terrifying. Getting turned into a zombie would be the worst. And just getting straight up eaten would suck too. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be able to do anything other than those three things because I'm not going to be able to get past them. Mm. I see the dilemma. For real. Yeah, I would just die. <clears throat> Can I just congratulate us that we've made amazing time on this episode? We have. An hour and nine really minutes. Good. Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, we're like so 50 efficient. of those minutes we're talking about our games that we played, but like the rest of it has just been, it was only like 20 minutes on the questions. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, awesome. I feel like it makes sense given how we're living right now. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're playing, playing a mm, lot more. A lot of games. <laughs> I yeah, beat Vampire sure. in like four days. Yeah. And Except- last time it took me like Three months. Except Aaron abstained <laughs> from games today for Good Friday. Yeah. She's a very good Christian. Good job, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. It's it's rough. I'm probably gonna play tonight, so <laughs> Oh yeah. Be good. Well, I think, I think you got it. I yeah. think it's, it's been yeah. enough time. It's been twenty it's been over twenty four hours since yeah. I played Final Fantasy Seven, so now it's time know, to play some Final a, Fantasy Seven. That's a requisite. You gotta get yeah. back to your boy Cloud. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, go see what he's up to. (laughs) (laughs) So, what not video game thing are you relying on to get you through quarantine, Aaron? Um, so mostly anime. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) I finished the first season of a a newish one from like last year called The Ones Within. Oh, I don't know this one. It's so good. It's so it's about 
like this group of Let's Players. I mean, they all have their own individual channels, but they are kidnapped and forced to play like games with real life consequences. And like, it's so good. Like it's intense, mm -hmm. but also the characters are really interesting and entertaining and funny. And yeah, I just, I, um, I plowed right through it. It was way good. And hopefully we'll get a season two soon. Um, I also watched Charlotte. I really enjoyed that until they brought in an element of like time travel. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't stand it when people claim they can't fix something, but they literally have the power to travel through time. It's yeah. like, do not tell me you can't fix this. You're <laughs> stupid. Like, stop. <laughs> So yeah, it kind of ended annoying. Oh. Um, yeah, and I started Demon Slayer, and it's awesome so far. But I've heard it's not as good in later episodes. Oh I really? Hope that's not true. Hmm. Yeah, I'm only like yeah. I'm only like six episodes into it, but I mm -hmm. I love it so far. Yeah, me too. Yeah, same though. Um, <clears throat> and I've also been watching the Persona Five, the animation. Um, I've been having Persona 5 withdrawals, <laughs> oh. if, but if I mean, I haven't played back, it. I can go put it no. in your mailbox. <laughs> no, that's, a, no, that's fine. Like I'm not ready to play it yet, but okay. I'm just kind of doing it on the side so I can have something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like part of me wants to buy Persona 5 Royal, even though oh. I've already spent an obscene amount of time on the original game. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. I'm I'm trying to stop myself, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I heard the Persona Five anime is like a really good demonstration of why you should just play certain Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. I still like it just because I know the characters and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's mm -hmm. definitely lacking in what the game provides. Yeah. Still a good time though. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I like I was said before when I started sliding into the most boring topic in the world. I um, <laughs> am still doing a lot of work right now, but I because I have a little bit more time uh, to myself. I've been writing another book, and uh, yeah, Ooh. and I'm having a lot of fun with that. I think this one's gonna be cool. I hope. Cool. Yay. <laughs> and then I'm also binging Jojo's Bizarre Adventures Diamond is Forever uh, or Diamond is Unbreakable <laughs> and uh, and uh, Beastars so I guess I'm a furry now and I'm into boar I think that's how that works oh my gosh <laughs> uh, I read all the manga it's really good <laughs> I'm like a little angry about how good it is because um yeah it's it is what it is it's <laughs> it's honestly excellent though i'd say it has more in common with animal farm than uh than some of the other stuff it gets compared to like zootopia i think it's funny that um you've been obsessed with these two animes lately and you have shown bits of them or been watching bits of them around mom and dad both of them and they have decided that they hate Beastars, 
but I think they really like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> I don't even know if they hate or like either of them. But it's more just like we're all stuck in quarantine together, and they they have to pick up on some of this. There was a really funny bit though, where Dad walked in on me watching the scene in Beastars where um, Lugosi, or is it Lugosi? It's Lugosi. Sorry, yeah. they spell it like Bella Lugosi. Yeah, in, in the manga. But anyway, yeah. So Lugosi and Haru were just eating lunch together and talking. And my dad watched approximately 10 seconds of it with zero context and just said, okay, well, he needs to either eat her or kiss her. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. That's the show. <laughs> like, they have managed to, they have managed to present the themes of the show so clearly that my totally, you know, uninitiated father saw 10 seconds of a, of a mostly irrelevant scene and picked up on what the central idea of the story is. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that you watched all of the opening, or all of the, the ending themes for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure the other day, and Dad was like, totally paying attention and like rocking out and watching it's it. He's like, this is cool. Great. I, know, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I've also started a project where I'm downloading a bunch of anime openings and anime closings just because I want to have them for myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, my dad watched a couple of JoJo's uh, closings and he was like, this music's great. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Show's great. <laughs> nice. Well, is anyone going to ask me what I've been obsessed with? You haven't done anything with video games. No, I have. Oh. <laughs> didn't you look at the outline? I wrote it down. I know, I just didn't believe any of it. <laughs> okay, well, my non-video game thing that I have been relying on to get me through the quarantine, I have to say the entire name because nobody asked me. <laughs> I've been obsessed with Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I found I, I found this a couple months ago, but I remembered it, that Pluto TV, which is free on PlayStation, oh, it's free everywhere, but it's, like, there's a PlayStation app for it, um, has an, a channel devoted to Mystery Science Theater 3000, and it just plays episodes constantly, 24-7, and I have Lainey's PlayStation, and so I've been just turning it on, on in my room, like, on her PlayStation, on my second TV, so... That mm -hmm. I can watch it while still playing video games. Mm -hmm. And I have been watching so much MST3K. And then I discovered that they're all on YouTube. All of the episodes in order. Oh, wow. So I started at the very beginning. And I've just been watching the whole series. I'm in the third season now. And I have watched so many terrible movies, you guys. And I am so sick of Gamera fighting various stupid <laughs> giant monsters. I hate Gamera. <laughs> I hate him so much. Even even the MST3K guys cannot make Gamera an acceptable movie to watch in any situation. I hate them. Those stupid children and their stupid obsession with that rocket-powered turtle just pisses me off. I mean, I would probably be obsessed with a rocket-powered turtle, too. Oh, he drives me crazy. The first time I saw him <laughs> use the rocket powers through his leg holes in his shell to fly off in a big circle i was just like i feel like it just lost a ton of brain cells like it's so stupid 
Yeah, I'm getting sick of Gamera. I think there's one more Gamera movie left in this season, and then I'm finally done, hopefully forever. But I'm I'm really excited to get to some of my some of the episodes that I've like only ever heard about and never actually seen. Mm. Um, there's like there's one the first episode with Mike. There's like it's called like the brain that wouldn't die or something like that. I've always mm. wanted to see that one, and I couldn't find it anywhere until I found it was on YouTube. But I'm excited to get to that one. There's a couple that I remember seeing as a little kid that I've been wanting to watch again. It's been really fun. I'm having a great time with it. So nice. that's what I've been obsessed with. That and editing the room from memory. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh, Aaron. <laughs> it has been rough because that movie <laughs> is so boring. <laughs> and I that's still haven't found terrible. the dang spoons. I still haven't found what they're all about, Aaron. I have not found the spoons. Yeah. There's something about spoons in the movie. People who go to see the movie, they throw spoons at the screen. And I still don't know why. (laughs) I cannot find the spoons. That's amazing. I have seen so much of this dumb movie now and I still can't find the spoons. (laughs) Anyway, that's quarantine life for me. Slowly going mad over spoons. Yes. The dang spoons. I just did a camera. quest like that in in I just did a quest like that in Oh Richard yeah. Lee. The 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 what's her called? The white? Is yeah, that the it? spotted yeah. white. Yeah, the she spotted white. The she collects spoons. That's a Aww. fun quest. It's a really fun quest. I like She's cursed. It's really sad. Yeah, it's sad, but it's it's a fun time. It's one of those ones where like the story really br- it, like draws you in and you're like, "Oh, I can't wait to see how this resolves." Mhm. Yeah. It resolved with me getting a new cook. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, this is our life now. Yep. yep. This is what we do now. Thing. <laughs> the new world order. Yep. Well, should uh, I should I wrap it up? I think you should, Aaron. I think you should wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. This is this is the way the world is now, and we're relying on you to pull us through it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna save the world. Because I fasted Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I believe in you, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, your princess is not in this podcast because she's social distancing. But she might be in the next podcast? Depends on how long this whole thing lasts. We'll see. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at Princess and Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess and Another Video. You can also email us at princessandanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls. <laughs>